I'm Madeline Brand, and you're listening to Espionage in the Age of Terror on America Abroad. Spy novels, TV, and movies tend to overlook the emotional toll spying can take. What if James Bond had a family? People don't usually think about that aspect, but behind every spy story and adventures and so on, there are people, there are families, there are wives and children and mothers. That's Oded Gararia. Today, he teaches entrepreneurship at Adrian College in Michigan, but he grew up in Israel. A month before his 13th birthday, he discovered his father was not like most other dads. My father's name is Zev Gouria, but he's better known as Wolfgang Lotz. Way back in the 60s, he was uh, Israel's, I would say, primary spy in Egypt. Tell us, as a kid, how did you find out what your father is doing? So, at, at first I was just told that uh, my father was working for the government and he's going to be doing a lot of traveling. My mom lived in Paris while this was going on, so he would come periodically to visit with us and visit with his bosses and so on. On one of his first visits back from Egypt, he went to meet with his boss and he took me with him. I was, at the time, I was not yet 13. And we went and sat in a sidewalk cafe in Paris. And all of a sudden, I realized they're talking about uh, things that are pretty, pretty amazing, like information and people and spies and Egypt and this and that. And it became very clear to me what, what he was doing. So after, afterwards, when we were walking home, my father turned to me and he said, so now you know what I'm doing. And I said, uh, yes. And he said, you realize that my life depends on it. That's a lot of responsibility. It's a huge responsibility, and it became a lot more complex because, as I was saying earlier, my father was caught. But they caught him, and they found out that he was spying for Israel. But he did manage to maintain his cover. In other words, they did not know he was an Israeli they were sure that he was German, and he maintained his cover through his trial. And uh, that saved his life, because if they would found out he was Israeli, they would have executed him. Like this, he only got a life sentence with hard labor. So he stayed at life until eventually he was exchanged for 5,000 uh, Egyptian POWs after the Six Days War. The day he got caught, you knew about it before your mom did and his Mossad operators, is that right? Yes. So Saturday morning, it wasn't the day he was caught, but that was the day we found out. The Saturday morning, I went down to, uh, to get the newspaper, to buy the newspaper, the Herald Tribune. And I was walking there to this little newsstand and got the paper, and I started to walk home. And as I'm walking home, I'm kind of glancing and reading the paper, and I see on the front page... I see something says six West German, the time was West Germany and East Germany, the six West German disappear in Egypt. And it caught my eye and I look and I see the name and I see my father's name there. The two things actually that caught my eyes and I'm getting now into a side story here. I saw he said uh, Wolfgang Lotz and his wife, Waltraud Lotz, uh, disappeared in Egypt and stuff. And there are two things here and I said, First of all, I knew that what does disappear mean? I, I realized he was captured. And the second thing, I said, who the hell is this Waltrod Lotz? Uh, I didn't know anything about her existence. And now I said to myself, okay, now what do I tell my mom? And I remember going 
it wasn't the long distance. It may, was maybe you know, less than a quarter mile from the Newstown to the house. And it seemed like the longest walk I've ever taken, uh, trying to figure out, okay, what's next? I realized that my life as I had known it and my mom's life as we had known it, it's all going to really be changing in extreme, extreme fashion. I mean, I was surprised because of the lack of information and uh, nobody really knew what was going on and stuff. So then you got back to Israel, you and your mom? Yeah, within a day or two, we flew back to Israel. So it was a huge secret when he was uh, operating undercover. And then once he was caught, it was even a bigger secret because his life depended on his cover. So not only was going to the trial, I couldn't talk about it with anyone. I mean, we we immediately uh, came back to Israel. And I was going to school and had a girlfriend and all the things. I was 16, 17 at the time and doing the things that every teenage guy does. And had to keep this incredible secret uh, to myself and couldn't share it with anyone. That was a, that, this is quite a, <laughs> quite a charge for a, for a 16-year-old to be carrying with. When you said you were surprised by how little sometimes the Mossad people knew, you're also talking about the fact that he married a second wife. Right. Uh, actually, that, that fact was known to the Mossad and to the Mossad people we interacted with. It was not known to us, us, I mean, me and my mom. And uh, it wasn't part of the intelligence plan. It was just something he did. It was something that he did on his own. Uh, the Mossad found it completely by, uh, by chance. We're on the back of some envelope of some material that he sent. They could see that uh, the inscription there, Mr. and Mrs. Lotz, on something. And uh, then they had to make a decision. Do they abort the whole operation because of that? Or they keep going. They decided it was too good and there was too much at stake and they decided to uh, continue with it but kept it a secret for me and my mom. We didn't know anything about it, and uh, particularly for my mom, because the, the wait for him to come back, going through the whole trial and all the time and the secrets and the issues and then the disappointment, particularly for my mom when he came back and he didn't come home. For her, it was really a, a huge huge betrayal also from all her friends there, the, the women from the Mossad that she interacted with who knew and never told her. So it was, uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, when, when they ask questions about this story and so on, and, and by the way, we were talking earlier about how I had to keep it a secret uh, and so on. So for many, many years, I really was totally unable to talk about it. So kept it very private, very inside. One day, uh, my son, who was at the time was seven years old, came home from school and he brought this book, The World's Greatest Spies. And I was sitting watching TV and he was sitting next to me, leafing through the book. And all of a sudden he caught my eye and I said, hey, show him, a, there was a picture there. I said, do you know who this man is? And he looked at me and said, no. I said, that's your grandfather. He said, what? And that's when it kind of dawned on me that even the closest people to me, my, my family, my wife, my children, they knew the story in general, but they didn't really know all the details. When did your father pass away? 1993. 
And it was really uh, last month I was with my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter. I was in Israel. And among other things, we went to the cemetery to visit uh, the gravesite of both my mom and my dad. They so they are to buried that. together? They're buried in the same cemetery. They're not buried together. Actually, when my father passed away, it was in, uh, in Munich, and then I did all the, the arrangement to, to get his remains to transport to Israel and stuff, and the Mossad helped make the arrangements for his funeral, which was a state funeral, and the president of Israel was there and all that stuff. But they asked me where, where I wanted him buried, and I said, in the name of the cemetery, but I said, but please, not anywhere close to where my mother is buried. <laughs> you know, get the other side of the cemetery. So they're they're on the same they're in the same cemetery, but not not together and not even close. 